Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, hello dear friends, good evening, such a beautiful, beautiful evening. So let's continue to read Torment and Trial, the, the Adventures of Odysseus. Torment and Trial, when the sail filled, when the sail filled again, we knew we were safe. My men untied me. I didn't have long to regain my composure. Soon a rock column rose above the horizon. The sides smooth, the summit shrouded in smoke. I walked between the Benches with a brave word for each of my companions. When I stood before them and said, My friends, these straits we approach pose us a great danger, but surely no greater than the Cyclops. And we defeated him. Helm, helmsman, helmsman. Hemsman, yeah, this is a sailor's word. Hemsman, steer a course towards the column of rock to port. There is a whirlpool to starboard. Oarsman, you, you lives dep- your your lives depend on the strength of your arm. Your life depends on the strength of your arm. Do it strongly. I didn't tell them about the dragon who waited for us on top of that tower. If I had, they would have hidden wherever they could. I And I needed the strength of every man to break the whirlpool grip. Despite Cersei's warning, I put on my beast plate, breastplate. I put on my breastplate and a helmet. I took a spear in each hand and scanned the smoke, hoping that I could fend off Scylla before she stuck. Then the air became calming. Clammy, the ship shook. 
The water around us was white, hissing, and boiling. We saw the whirlpool. She was magnificent and beautiful, awful and terrible. She sucked down the ocean with such ferocity that we glimpsed the ocean bed, the sea bed. Then she spat it into the sky, so it fell on, so it fell on our cheeks like salty rain. We watched her, transfixed. Whirlpool. I think in two thousand six or something, a group of scientists has discovered this place. I think they are obsessed with the story of Odysseus, and they went to the Mediterranean Sea. They they went to this area and found there was a big whirlpool, the geometric for、uh, geological formation made it.、Um, A particular whirlpool there.、Mm. Then the dragon stuck, quick, as quick as thought. She lunged from her cave. Each of her six savage heads plucked one of my men from his bench. When they screamed, I turned and looked. For a moment, I glimpsed her. Her ancient mocking eyes, her fear, her fiery skin, the flailing, the flailing limp of one of my friends between her jaws, and then she was gone into the smoke. I fought in the war for ten years. I saw men do awful things. To other men, but I never saw a sight as terrible as that. They died screaming my name. The sound of their screams still haunts my dream. So suddenly there was this huge whirlpool and huge six-headed monster, and this six-headed monster grabbed six of. Odysseus men and these men was working hard, working their heart and soul for Odysseus because they wanted to go back home. They want to make an effort, and they die for Odysseus. And Odysseus heard their name, heard they calling his name. Odysseus, help me, help me! Don't let me die! And he had to see them dying for him. Ah.、Oh. Hello, dear friends. Let's continue. Good evening. Such a beautiful, beautiful evening. Shipwrecked. Once we had escaped the dragon and the whirlpool, we could do nothing. We sat at our benches and wept. The ship drifted where it would. Then one of my men sighted land. I saw cattle grazing, 
but no sign of human life. I saw the sun staring down, and I remembered the terrible prophecy of Tiresias. I told them we would voyage on. At this, something snapped inside them. One of them, Eurylochus, Eurylochus was his name, spat and stood. Eurylochus. Odysseus, he said, I am beginning to suspect you are not a man at all. I think you are one of the gods in disguise. For like the gods, you have no pity. We want to mourn the death of our friends. We want to recover from this awful ordeal. But you insist we sail on blindly into the night. Across a foreign sea, when a friendly coast beckons us, I say we listen to our desires, not the renting of a dead man. Oh, Odysseus started to lose his authority, started to lose his trust from other people. So the prophecy of Tiresia, never ever eat the cattle, never ever touch the cattle because they are from the sun god Hyperion. By the nodding of the heads around me, I saw it would be hard to cheat Poseidon of his quarry. I made them all solemnly promise me that they won't harm any of the cattle on the island. Never, ever, ever, never, never, ever, ever, never touch, harm, harm the cattle. They did. They did this at once. They, we still had plenty of food from the gifts of Circe, and so we, so we beached the ship. We lit a fire and we tried to eat, but none of us had any appetite. We were thinking of the victims of the dragon Scylla. Our friends with whom we had seen so much. Many of us fell asleep with tears coursing down our cheeks. Oh, who can eat thinking about the six friends who died? I was woken during the third watch by Yuri Locus by Eurylochus shaking my shoulder. As soon as I opened my eyes, I could see why. There was a terrible storm. It was as though the sea and the sky were at war with one another. You see, shouted Eurylochus, if we'd listened to you, we'd, um, we'd have been out there now. By the morning, our bones would have been rolling across the ocean bed. See, what a huge storm. 
So I am right because we didn't go out. If we listen to you, we will be all dead. That storm hauled throughout the night. It continued throughout the next day. It raged for a month. First, we ran out of bread, then meat, then wine, then everything else we had. We were living on what we could find, what we could catch, birds, egg, fish, and it was not enough. I began to understand the nature of the trap in which we were caught. I could see hunger gnawing at the patience and the bellies of our crew. Of my crew, they looked longingly at the kettle. For one month, no food. From no appetite, now they want to have something. One morning, I left them behind. I clambered. I clambered. Over the dunes, until I find, uh, until I found a place where the ground was dry, and there I lit a fire. I made what offerings, I made what offerings I could. I prayed to the mighty immortals that they would end the storm, so that we could sail away from this dangerous place. In return for my act of devotion, some god or goddesses, or goddess, kissed my eyelid, and I fell into a deep sleep. When I opened my eyes, the sky was high and blue. I heard no morning wind now, only bird song. My clothes were dry. The storm had ended. I climbed over the dune. There was the ship beside it. My men were squatting around a fire. On the fire were. Carcass, carcass, of two of those cattle. Carcasses of two of those cattle. Eurylochus saw me approaching. He pulled a lump of meat from one of the. Carcasses, held it up and said, "Odysseus, the gods are not angry with us. We made offerings. We give the best cuts of the meat to the gods and the goddesses. As soon as we had done so, the storm ended. They feel hungry too. All they expected was the respect they deserve. Eat." I looked at that meat, and I saw a sight they could 
not see the two carcasses, carcasses, carcasses on the fire, opened their lipless mouths and mourned. The meat was cursed. Even though I was starving, I could not let it pass my lip. My men ate their fuel and sealed their fate. They wrapped the hides around the remain of the meat. They loaded it aboard the ship. We unfurled a sail and lifted the oar. They ate the cows. As the island dipped beneath the horizon, oh, these cows must be immortal because, uh, I am guessing, because they were belonging to Hyperion God. No, I do not know. Anyway, anyway, they got into trouble. As the island dipped beneath the horizon, I shivered and looked around me. Suddenly the ship was in shallow, shadow, blotting out the sun. There was the strongest, the strangest cloud I had ever seen. It was as if blood were being dropped into clear water. It was swelling out and draining and staining the sky. Then I heard Hyperion's cry for vengeance. Vengeance. Hyperion, the sun god. And Zeus answered it with a thunderbolt that stuck our ship where the mast reached the deck. The mast crashed down and cracked open the head of my helmsman. The whole ship balked. A wall of water rose against us. I could see into it. The brown weed quivering at the heart of it, and then it broke with a wide roar. I could see into it, the brown weed quivering at the heart of it, and then broke it, and then broke with a wide roar, and our ship was dashed to pieces. Fuming breakers tore at every plank. I sank beneath the surface. The surface, for a moment, all was silent. I could feel the sea god pressing against my eyelid, my nostril, my lip, my ears. Then I broke the surface, and the world was filled with sound. The rumble of thunder, Poseidon's laughter, the crashing of the waves, and the screams of my friends. I fought against the storm time and again.
I was sure the darkness would descend over my eyes. The surface of the ocean was white, heating, boiling, the whirlpool. We were caught in the great grip of Charybdis. I kicked and fought, but she was far too strong for me. A wave lifted me a little, and I looked up. I saw something blacker than the night sky. I reached out, and I clutched it. It was one of the branches of the fig tree that hung over Charybdis. As I hung from the tree, I watched, shivering and mourning, as she dragged my men down, 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 until they were black specks. She spat out their cups, and they bubbled lifeless. They bobbed lifeless in the brain, in the brine. With a cry, I let go of the branch, taking advantage of the few moments between the suck and sport of the whirlpool. I hit the water near a piece of ship, and I grabbed it. I fought, I kicked, and I prayed to the immortals on Mount Olympus that I would pass out, that I would pass out of these straits before the drag of the whirlpool began again. So Odysseus took a piece of wood Surely some god or goddess was smiling on me. Somehow I made my way out of those straits before the whirlpool began to suck me down again. For many days and nights I clung to that piece of wood, more dead then alive, I was found on the shore of an island by a nymph. Her name was Calypso, a beautiful nymph. She was the dream of all men. Well, in new, in our modern standard, she was the dream, she was the desire, she was the pursuit of all men and women and anything else or anything in between. <clears throat> I was found on the shore of an island by a nymph, by a nymph. 
Her name was Calypso. She carried me to her cave, where she nursed me back to health. As she nursed me, she fell in love with me. She offered me immortal life if I would only stay with her. But as I lay there, unable to move, I knew that all I wanted from the rest of my life was a simple human thing. He was almost dead, and the nymph saved him. And the nymph said, "If you stay with me, I will make you immortal." And Odysseus was thinking, "All I want is not immortal. I just want to do a human thing. I just want to be a person, a normal person. I want to live, grow old, and die with the woman I loved, my wife Penelope." And so I refused Calypso's offer. I want to be with my woman, with my lady, with my queen. Not you. I'm sorry. She kept me on that island, on that island, for seven years. Odysseus has to sell himself or sacrifice himself to gain his life, to to regain his life, his、uh, freedom. She kept me on that island for seven years. Every day, she tried to persuade me. For seven years, I walked the shore of the island, staring out across the restless waves, longing for my homeland. For seven years, I pondered all my moments of bravery, and honor, and arrogance, and folly. Seven years to wonder that I had put my trust in the kindness of a witch and the vision of a blind man. I had become nobody, and I had heard the song nobody should hear. Seven years to wonder that I had refused. The chance to live forever for the sake of a woman. I had seen, for half my life, my wife, Penelope. Eventually, prompted by the goddess Athena, Calypso gave me the tools to build a raft. I lifted a mast. Put a sail upon it, and once again I rode the board, bucking back of Poseidon. By chance, he saw me and raised a terrible storm, and my raft was destroyed. For three days, I swam through the lashing, crashing waves, naked. 
I was found on the shore of this island, King Alcinos. Everything I took from Troy is gone, my treasure, my ship, and my friends lie at the bottom of the sea. All I have left now is my name and a long and a longing as sharp as pain to see the land that give me life. Finally, he reached to the shore of this land, King Arsenio, with nothing, all naked, no ship, no no ship, no treasure, no nothing, only his name. And uh, he built a, 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 a raft and um, carpentry, carpenter, being a carpenter and carpentry is a very high honored job. It's a little bit like a programmer right now. People really take it serious. Programmer which work with hand, not lawyer, not politician. Well, um, someone that really work with hand. Yeah, and uh, anyway, uh, Odysseus is a man of a lot of talents and uh, a lot of uh, brain.